morning and welcome to our Sunday morning worship here at St. Mary's Hitcham. It's lovely that so many of you are joining us today. Let us start our worship with our opening prayer. People of the earth, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. People of the earth, enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Amen. Just a few notices for you. It wouldn't be um, church, would it, without notices. Um, do continue taking your photographs that, uh, um, that are going to make up a St. Mary's video. The details are on the news sheet. And the second one is if you've got any old computers or laptops or phones that you're happy to um, give so that we can help the children at, at home trying to homeschool. And do join us um, every Saturday morning with coffee with the vicar at 10.30. And on Saturday night, there's all sorts of things that you can join in. Look, do look at the um, news sheet. And uh, this last Saturday, we had a quiz night, and the week before was bingo. So we're doing all sorts of things just to connect with one another, and it would be lovely for you to join us. We're going to continue our worship now, and uh, Carol and Adam are going to lead us in a song. Oh, 
Thank you. Let us now prepare for our confession, a time where we say sorry to God. Where we could have spoken for you and failed to do so, Lord, we are sorry. Where we could have been an example for you and failed to do so, Lord, we are sorry. Where we could have intervened in a difficult situation and failed to do so, Lord, we are sorry. Where we could have shown kindness and love and failed to do so, Lord, we are sorry. As we face a new week, Lord, give us grace and give us strength to stand for you, to speak for you, and to live for you. Lord, let us live for you. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his spirit, and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. Chris is now going to come and read our two readings this morning. The first reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 to 13. Final greetings. Finally, brothers and sisters, goodbye. Aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints send their greetings. The second reading is from Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20, the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. For the gift of the word, thanks be to God. are three questions that are asked in every age and every generation and they are these where do I come from who am I and where am I going the answer to all of these questions are very important because they give a person an identity and enables him or her to discover the purpose and meaning of life I expect you've also asked them many times Many people, however, have no answer to the questions because they're searching for answers in the wrong places. It's only the scripture that can provide the right answers. But psychologists tell us that not knowing our roots easily results in an identity crisis at some point, and a crisis which manifests itself in broken relationships, the use of drugs and alcohol, suicide, crime, and violence. And of course, such a life is not the will of God for us. God wants us to live in a way that glorifies him. And we can only do this when we know who we are. God wants us to know our identity and has therefore placed within every human heart something valuable to witness about him and confirm our identity. 
Helen Keller is remembered in the world all over as a woman who had overcome great adversity. Having lost her sight and hearing and the sense of smell from an illness at the age of two, she decided that she was not going to let that stop her. She learned to speak and read and eventually earned a college degree. And when told that God had in his love sent Christ to die for her sins, she responded with joy, saying that she always knew he was there but didn't know his name. She knew who she was because she knew her creator. And knowing Christ is to know our identity. And our, our identity ensures unity in diversity. Today is Trinity Sunday. Last week we celebrated Pentecost with the coming of the Holy Spirit and the start of the Christian church as we know it today. And Trinity Sunday puts this into context with the Holy Spirit being part of the Trinity. God the Son, God the, who is Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, but three persons. And a lot of people find that quite difficult to understand. So I know I've used this uh, little demonstration before, but I'm going to use it again this morning. So here you are, I've got an egg. Um, we know it's an egg because we use them a lot. It's one thing, it's one egg. But in fact, an egg has three parts. So if I crack it and try not to spill it, let's discuss that a bit. Oops, it's very messy this. So now in my bowl, I don't want to tip it too much and I hope you can see, but I have a shell, a yolk and a white. Now, that's three different things, but they all made up one egg. And this is really a bit like the Trinity. The Trinity is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Three people, but all in one. If I took away the shell, there wouldn't be an egg at all, because there would be nothing to hold the yolk and the white. If I took away the yolk and we just had the white, that wouldn't be an egg at all. Though in some parts of the world, I think particularly in America, they like to just use the white to make an omelette. Ooh. But if I took away the white, that wouldn't hold the yolk either, and therefore it still wouldn't be an egg. A simple way, maybe, of trying to get that concept in us that God is three persons. And in fact, the, the, the point of today is that we have to know all three persons that we can learn to love so that we can become his disciples and serve him. So just let's have a look at each of the three briefly. Let's look at God. There is more to knowing God than the mere fact that he exists. Creation declares that there must be a creator and nature shows God as a creator of beauty and infinite variety. And we only have to look at our weather in the last few weeks to know that that is true. God is a loving father. He's a God that hates sin. And the knowledge of who God is only comes from the Holy Scriptures. 
And the scriptures declare that God chose to create the world and man because love is best expressed towards something or someone. So the creation of the world and the people is an expression of the love of God. The love of God was so great that he gave man authority over the whole of his earth, the dominion of his creation. God loves us because of who he is rather than who we are. He offers to be our God not because we are lovable, but because he is loving. Human love is variable, whereas divine love God's love is unchanging, unchangeable, and everlasting. God loves every person in the world equally, regardless of race or color or no religion. So let's look at Jesus. The world had stopped listening to God. Men lived for themselves and sin was rife in the world. And the relationship between man and God was broken. And the only thing God could do was send his son, Jesus, to the world. God became man, Jesus Christ. But he remained God in order to save mankind from destruction. Jesus gave up eternity to come to a hostile earth so that we could be reconciled to him and experience peace. Love caused God to give us his son. This is my beloved son, said God, about Christ. And no earthly father could love his son so much that he was prepared to give his son to die. God commends his love in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, men have tried every method that they could possibly think of, apart from God, to bring humanity back to the perfection of Eden. But none have ever succeeded. Man has sinned and cannot save himself. And sin is like an inward rebellion, if you like, towards God, which is expressed in outward acts of disobedience. So Christ came to save us from our sins. He alone could pay the penalty. And he died on the cross for each one of us. So when we receive Christ, we are restored to the presence of God and receive eternal life. God loves even the worst of men, and salvation is a free gift through Jesus. To believe means to put our trust and confidence in God, that he alone can save us. It is to put Christ in charge of our present plans and our eternal destiny. Believing is both trusting his words as reliable and relying on him for the power to change. Which then neatly arrives at the third person of, of the Trinity, and that is the Holy Spirit. And last week we heard how Jesus sent the Holy Spirit upon the disciples and then 3,000. It was his power that he left in the world so that we could achieve amazing things on his behalf. So from scripture we learn that the Holy Spirit is God and there is only one God and he is the third divine person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit grieves, he knows, he is eternal, he is encouraging, 
He gives understanding and peace. He comforts and directs, and he can be prayed to. He is God, living inside of those who have accepted Christ as their saviour. Isn't that an extraordinary thought? And I wonder how many you ever, ever have thought that God was living inside of you. The Holy Spirit works in us to conform us into the image of Christ. So we need to rely on his Holy Spirit daily, which is what I said last week. We need to listen to his convictions, which often is like an uneasy feeling that something's not quite right and needs to be sorted. Now, Jesus knew that he was returning to heaven and that the disciples would need his help, especially in that great commission that he was giving them in this Bible reading we heard this morning. And essentially, he gives them three things to do. And actually, those three things and the Great Commission applied to us today as much as it did to them. We are told to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, the word go literally means having gone. So it's not a suggestion, but it's a commission. And I think a lot of us would think it would be easier just to stay at home and not to go, a bit like in this lockdown at the moment. It would be more convenient not to make that phone call or, or be involved in a difficult world that we live in today, but actually we're not given that option. Uh, evangelist Dwight L. Moody said this, there is no better evangelist in the world than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power of God in us. We don't have to do this on our own. We can rely on the Holy Spirit to help us every step of the way. We're told to make disciples. And disciples are pupils and scholars. They need training and instruction. And we're also told that we must go make disciples in all nations, not just the safe ones and not just the people we know. Nations includes the idea of different ethnic groups and customs, and all means no one is to be left out. And this clearly is what's been discussed in that Corinthians reading, when we are to restore comfort and live in peace with one another, to be united with one another in all races, colors and creed, religion or none. But we need the Holy Spirit. The third action is to uh, think about baptism, which is the start of our journey in Christ. We are baptized with holy water and the Holy Spirit. If you've been baptized, you already have the Holy Spirit within you. But the Holy Spirit needs to be ignited, and this happens when you make a public declaration that you've given your life to Jesus. At this time, you or others pray that you may be filled with the Spirit, and just see what God does. Last week, I asked you to take a moment to do that, to ask for the Spirit to come. And it would be lovely to hear your stories one day. But if you haven't done that just yet, still take the opportunity to do that. The last part of the Great Commission urges the disciples to demonstrate and exhibit the power of God through their changed lives. 
they were charged with new power and they were stuffed with new perspectives and given new prospects and projections to change the world. They became a witnessing community and wherever they were scattered, they became a living temple with a new lifestyle. They were commissioned to present Christ and his love in action. And just like them, we are called 24-7 to present the gospel in word and action in our offices, homes, wherever we work, and in our neighbourhoods. In conclusion then, the Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they all have one name, God. God prayed to the Father. Jesus is the Word which was God. And the Holy Spirit makes decisions, teaches, guides, convicts, and enables us to have fellowship with God, three in one. The purpose, of course, is to transform us into the likeness of Christ, to love God and to love our neighbours, and to serve God in teaching, to make disciples, and baptising people so that the kingdom grows. And we do this all through the power of the Holy Spirit. And even though we are in difficult times, or maybe because of it, despite social distancing, we can now go out more and more, and we can talk to people. So what are you waiting for? What a question. Why not be filled with the Spirit and go increase the kingdom of God? What a commission for you today, and me. Amen. Good morning. The prayers for this Trinity Sunday, an opening prayer. Glory be to God the Father, who made us and all the world. Glory be to God the Son, who redeemed us and all mankind. Glory be to the Holy Spirit, who sanctifies us and all the people of God. Amen. And a reading from the Psalms just to centre our thoughts. Particularly I thought at this time when there seems to be a lot of strong feeling and uh, protest and anger. This is what the Lord says. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love, both high and low among men. Find refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast in the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. May the foot of the proud not come against me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we pray for the world today. We pray for those in poverty, with no water or food or medicine, those in refugee camps, particularly at this time, where COVID-19 is just another challenge, an awful event that could really affect them. Lord, in your uh, miraculous power, take this dreadful virus away. 
and give hope and support to those who are helping, those in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring our world before you. We particularly pray for the USA at this time of unrest and hurt and pain and strong feelings of injustice. Bring your peace, your healing, your love of justice and unification and hope. Give real wisdom to those in authority, President Trump, those who are in the government with him, governors of various states, that this may be dealt with, with compassion and clarity and strength. Bring forward reconciliation and justice for all races, all people. And comfort the families of those who mourn at this time at the catastrophic loss of their loved ones. May our world come together to bring an end to this uh, unrest and to bring an end to this virus and a vaccine. Lord, may that come very soon. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our country at this time of lockdown as it's gradually lifted. And again, we have people protesting and terrible strength of feeling here. Bring your protection against this, your reconciliation and love and power into the situation that people would feel listened to. Father God, protect others, protect us, Lord, that the virus would not have a second wave and that people would have the wisdom and the strength to continue to do what's best for everybody else. And grant real wisdom to those who are making some very difficult decisions at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, bless our family and friends. We give to you those whom we miss at this time. Thank you that we've been able to see uh, outside a few more people. We cannot wait to be able to uh, comfort and, and hug our loved ones and we look forward to that. Father, we give to you those who are on our hearts and minds at this time. We particularly bring those who we know have needs, physical, emotional and spiritual and need your healing and gracious and loving touch at this time. Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And an ending prayer. Eternal God, you have revealed yourself to us in your grace as Father, Son and Holy Spirit, the God of our salvation. Help us firmly to believe in you, boldly to confess your name, and joyfully to worship you, one holy, glorious and undivided trinity, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Mary. And so now we're going to come to sharing the peace with one another. 
We are the body of Christ. In one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Let us pursue all that makes for peace and builds up our common life. The peace of the Lord be with you and also with you. Let us share the peace. And while we continue to share the peace, we are going to worship our second song, The Holy Spirit. Thank you. 
So we come to our communion prayer. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to set before you, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to set before you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us the cup of salvation. Blessed be God forever. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Almighty God, good Father to us all, your face is turned towards your world. In love you gave us Jesus, your Son, to rescue us from sin and death. Your word goes out to call us home, to the city where angels sing your praise, and we join them in heaven's song. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Father of all, we give you thanks for every gift that comes from heaven. To the darkness, Jesus came as your light with signs of faith and words of hope. He touched untouchables with love and washed the guilty clean. This is his story. This is our song, Hosanna in the highest. The crowds came out to see your son, yet at the end they turned on him. On the night he was portrayed, he came to table with his friends to celebrate the freedom of your people. This is his story. This is our song, Hosanna in the highest. Jesus blessed you, Father, for the food. He took bread, gave thanks, broke it and said, this is my body given for you all. Jesus then gave thanks for the wine. He took the cup, gave it and said, this is my blood shed for you all for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. This is our story. This is our song, Hosanna in the highest. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup, we celebrate the cross on which he died to set us free. Defying death, he rose again and is alive with you to plead for us and all the world. This is our story. This is our song. Hosanna in the highest. Send your spirit on us now, that by these gifts we may feed on Christ with opened eyes and hearts on fire. May we and all who share this food offer ourselves to live for you and be welcomed at your feast in heaven where all creation worships you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessing and honor and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. Amen. So you are going to share bread and wine amongst yourselves today. And during this time, we're going to sing What a Beautiful Name.
having received bread and wine, let us say the prayer after communion together. Lord, we have broken your bread and received your life. By the power of your spirit, keep us always in your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's worship now in that wonderful hymn, Praise to the Lord. come to our blessing. May God be the beginning and the end of your story. May Christ be the center and foundation of your story. May the spirit be the spark that brings your story to life. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you, your family, your friends, and all 
whom you pray for this day and always. Amen. So go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen. Have a truly wonderful day and, uh, and just really experience the love that you have from God today. Amen.